Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Sometimes you have to, but you don't really want to. Sometimes you have to turn on the microphone and address something, but you don't really want to address it. But I have to. I have to take these few minutes to once again talk about Taylor Swift and snakes. And it's very depressing. It's very discouraging that I would have to do this because when you turn on a microphone and listen, or when you, well, before you turn on the microphone, when you grab your iPad to listen to a sermon, the last thing you want to do is have to turn on a microphone and address some things in the sermon that may be, well, let's just say not very accurate a strong misrepresentation of the facts, and we'll talk about all of that right after I give you the correct introduction. Are you ready? Good afternoon, everyone. It is Tuesday, January the 2nd, 2024. It is currently 3.25 p.m. Central Time, and I am coming to you live from the Theology Central Studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. Now, if you are familiar with Scripture, you should know that in the Bible, there are several teachings teachings that condemn completely. So if you're familiar with the Bible, there are several teachings in the Bible that condemn slander and false accusations. For example, Exodus chapter 20, verse 16, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. This commandment from the Ten Commandments explicitly prohibits giving false testimony or spreading lies about others. Now, there's plenty of other scriptures. We could just jump to this one, Ephesians chapter 4. Here's one more, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 25. Wherefore, put away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. We should not spread false information. We should not bear false witness. We should not be engaged in slander and gossip and lying. In fact, in Ephesians, it goes on to say, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. When you do turn on that microphone, we we should not allow corrupt communication. And we should say that which ministers grace, and we should avoid bearing false witness, misrepresenting, and this is very important, dehumanizing those with whom we disagree with. You can disagree with someone, but if you start just basically turning them into a a supervillain and accusing them of this and this and this and this, when those things are not accurate, or you take a little bit of truth and misrepresent it, that's very, very, that's, that's wrong. And we should not, we should not celebrate that. We should not be saying amen to it. Well, many of you know, we're currently in this Sermons 2.0 app sermon challenge where I'm randomly, and I'm challenging you to randomly grab your mobile device, open up the Sermons 2.0 app, uh, Sermons 2.0 app and randomly choose a sermon, right? Don't, without any forethought, anything, just, just hit play. And so far, a number of you are participating. That's good. Some of you are sharing the sermons you're listening to. I love seeing that. But for me, sadly, this is January the 2nd. 
I've had two days here where it's it's turned into these like I don't know what you call them. There are these messages where they 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 grab onto something related to music and they make some accusations that are just not very accurate or a, a, a fair representation of the facts. So this morning, it turned into this wild thing about COVID, COVID vaccines, Travis, uh, Travis uh, I'll just call him uh, Taylor Swift's boyfriend. I always forget his name. Travis, Travis Kelsey, I think is his name. Travis Kelsey plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. I watch him play all the time. I just don't remember names of athletes. All right. Taylor Swift's boyfriend. So it takes him. He's in a commercial where he gets paid more for the commercial than he does playing football, which supposedly that somehow means something. And then Taylor Swift and her, her fans experience this post-concert amnesia, which is a neurological issue that can happen to any time someone is overstimulated and, and over too much, you know, an overload of, and, and, and from a sensory perspective. So uh, we, we, and then next thing you know, that's connected to the fact that she has an image of a snake on the stage in the video uh, wall behind her. And somehow you put all of this together and this sets the groundwork for all of us to live under the Antichrist. It was this crazy, like, trying to just draw the lines. It's like you're, you're going, it's, I mean, it was just crazy. I don't even have any words for it. I'm just, I'm just frustrated by the whole thing. So, uh, they, they, he, he supposedly was quoting lyrics from Taylor Swift, but those are not Taylor Swift lyrics. He, he, he would not, he did not give us the name of the song, completely just misrepresenting so much about it and not even bothering to be fair about why Taylor Swift would possibly have an image of a snake because there's all these articles about explaining her use of the imagery. But of course, there was no attempt to be accurate. There was no attempt to be fair. And there was no attempt. He referred to her as pro-Palestine, pro-Hamas, anti-Israel. And even though I've got a news article that clearly said that none of that was accurate, it did not matter. It's just, it was just one misrepresentation after another. And it's just so frustrating. You grab a sermon app to listen to a sermon and the next thing you know, you're spending half of your day researching all the stuff that you heard and you find out that it's not completely accurate. That That's not the way it should be. That's not the way it should be. And now, I defend everyone's right to turn on their microphone and say whatever they want. I believe in freedom. I believe in freedom. Believe in freedom. I don't want anyone censored. I don't want anyone silenced. I don't want anything like that. But it's just discouraging because you want to you want to hear the word of God. You want to be challenged. I got no problem talking about current events. I got no problem with that. But you but you want something. And so here I am all these hours later and guess what I'm still thinking about Taylor Swift and snakes. So someone found the video of Taylor Swift in one of her concerts sitting at a piano explaining the snakes. Meaning that the explanation was out there. But instead of finding the explanation, just Taylor Swift has an image of a snake. And that's connected to Travis Kelsey and COVID and his commercial and the Antichrist. And you're like, what? What is happening right now? Well, again, if you want to seek truth and look for evidence, well, here we go. So we're going to listen to Taylor Swift explain the snakes. I've got, I got, a, I got a news flash for you. It's really not that controversial. In fact, it's a little ironic. Yesterday was kind of ironic that a pastor 
making all kinds of accusations about John Lennon and the song Imagine was kind of literally doing the very thing John Lennon was imagining would stop. That was kind of funny. And in this case, someone making these accusations and saying these things about her was kind of doing the very thing and the very, the very thing that led her to use the image of snakes in the first place. Let's listen. So, uh, you might be wondering why there, why there's so many snakes everywhere, huh? Uh, well, the reason is that, uh, a couple of years ago, someone called me a snake on social media, and it caught on. How ironic. Why is there so many snakes? Well, a couple of years ago, someone called me a snake on social media and it caught on. In fact, they were calling me a lot of things on social media. Yeah, I know. Kind of like a sermon we just heard where they kind of called you a lot of things and accused you of a lot of things. Yeah. But hey, we would never do that within Christianity because we love our enemies and we would never dehumanize and we never bear false witness and we make sure that what we speak is truth and we put away lying. All right, but let's let's continue. And and I went through some really low times for a while because of it. I went through some times when I didn't know if I was going to get to do this anymore. And I I guess the snakes, I wanted to send a message to you guys that, that if, someone's, if someone uses name calling to bully you on social media, and even if a, a lot of people jump on board with it, that doesn't have to defeat you. Hey, I'm using these snakes to show you that if someone online is calling you all kinds of names and bullying you and people jump on board, that does not have to define you. That's, again, the irony here is thick. All right, let's continue. It can strengthen you instead. And I think something that came out of it that was good is that I learned a really important lesson that I've been telling you from the stage for about 10 years, but I never had to learn it so harshly myself. And that lesson has to do with how much you value your reputation. lesson is that you shouldn't care so much if you feel misunderstood by a lot of people who don't know you as long as you feel understood by the people who do know you. You can't worry about people misunderstanding you if you're misunderstood by people who don't know you. You should be more worried about being understood by the people who do know you. And there's nothing more frustrating than listening to pastors and teachers say things about other people whom they don't know 
And clearly they misunderstand. And clearly they don't care to fairly represent. And clearly they don't care to speak honest and truthfully about. You can disagree. You can completely be opposed to, but you can still try to accurately represent and fairly try and try to, and try to understand them instead of sharing misunderstanding. But all you can do as a person is you can only worry about being understood by the people who do know you and not, and, and the people who misunderstand you, clearly they don't want to know you. People who constantly misinterpret and misunderstand you, they don't want to know you. People who will show up and people who will see you as a human being. Man, what a, what a, what a powerful word from Taylor Swift versus a sermon. <laughs> I got more from that than a sermon. We need to see people as human beings created in the image of God. You, you know, sanctity of life and show love and respect even to our enemies. We can strongly disagree, but we can see him as a human. to know me, for showing up for me, for seeing me as a human being. That's you. You did that for me. Thank you for getting to know me and see me as a human being. Hey, hey, but, 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 but I saw something on social media that Taylor Swift has a snake. Uh, and, and these are the words to her song. Did you look up the song? Do you even know the name of the song? Because the lines you quoted aren't in the song. Those are not Taylor Swift lyrics. So it was a misrepresentation of the song, misrepresentation of the lyrics, a clear misrepresentation of the use of the snake, and clearly no attempt to accurately represent Taylor Swift in a correct way. And then you just somehow connect that to Travis Kelsey, COVID, a commercial, and then the Antichrist. And you're like, what is happening in the world of Christianity? That's crazy. Now, on one hand, I'm grateful that I picked that sermon because it once again shows me what's going on in the world of Christianity. That's why we have a entire podcast series called Eye on Christianity, where I'm going to place this episode. Because sometimes you got to keep your eye on what's going on in the world of Christianity. And sometimes you're just like, I am baffled and I'm confused and I'm perplexed. And here's the most frustrating thing about it. That message that we didn't even really do a review. We just played the one segment. I told everyone to go download it. I'm not going to mention it again in this one. But the point is that that message has far more downloads than many of the sermons on, on the Sermons 2.0 app. Many of the sermons maybe have 7, 10, 15 downloads, but this had well over 128, maybe even 130 the last time I looked, or at least over 120. I don't. It was in the 120s, maybe in the 130s. And it's like, why? Why is something that is just controversy and conspiratorial and false accusations and misleading and misinformation more popular with Christians than actual Bible teaching? I'll never comprehend that. And I, and look, I know how that works. I can do episodes that are about controversy and just say, and, and the more crazy the things you say are, the more downloads you will get. In fact, you can draw an audience by saying outlandish, crazy things that may not even be accurate than you can by trying to be careful and speak the truth and fairly represent. And it should not be that way. 
So in, in a roundabout way, this today is really turning into, hey, we've got to be those who to check to see if what we are hearing is so. We 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 referenced Acts seventeen eleven this morning. Acts seventeen eleven. Let me go back to it. Acts seventeen eleven. Therefore, many of them. Uh, okay. Uh, see here. What was it? Acts seventeen eleven. Yes, uh, 1711. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica and that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. Now, they were searching the scriptures to see what was preached was true. Sometimes for us, we have to not only search the scriptures, we have to search claims and accusations and representations to see if the things are accurate, true, and fair because I think it's our moral responsibility to do so. Now, anyone can make a mistake. I've made a million mistakes. I've done more than make mistakes. I've committed a million sins. So again, this is not about criticizing anyone. This is about offering a kind of a, just a, a warning to all of us as believers that sadly much, sometimes what is said within the Christian world is not accurate and true. And we need to ensure that we are more careful in what we say and that we need to be diligent That when we hear something, even if it's from the pulpit going, "Mm, I don't know if that's accurate. Now, it's not so that you can just be the sermon police. It's not that we can just be those who go around criticizing everyone because we don't want to do that either. You don't want to spend your life doing that because that's not spiritually beneficial to anyone. But we do have to, when we hear something, take that thought captive and do a little bit of research and see whether those things are accurate. There's Taylor Swift in her own words explaining from the, I think that's from the very tour that the message today was accusing her of doing this because she's talking about the snakes because she uses that imagery. Now you may not, you may say no one should ever use the image of a snake. Okay, you can have that, I guess, personal conviction if if you so desire. But it doesn't mean it's some sinister plot to turn us all over to the Antichrist. doesn't mean it's connected to Travis Kelsey and COVID commercials or COVID vaccine commercials. Just means she was called a snake and she thinks it represents, hey, don't let people who dehumanize you and, and misunderstand you and misrepresent you define you. She's taking something that someone meant as negative, taking it and turning it into something positive. Now, I hope, I wish I could take what was heard today and turn it into something positive. And I wish I could. And I'm trying to turn it into something positive. That's a challenge to me to look at myself whenever I turn on a microphone, whenever I talk about anything. Am I accurately representing? Am I speaking truth? Am I... Am I bearing false witness? Am I gossiping? Am I slandering? Because if I am, I need to stop. So I'm going to use this not to worry about what someone else did, but to look to myself to say in 2024, I'm going to try to be more careful in what I say behind a microphone and what I say to other people. I'm going to try not to gossip, slander, bear false witness, and I'm never going to try to dehumanize my the people I disagree with. I'm going to do my very best. Am I going to do it perfectly? No. Am I going to fall short? Yes. If you've been listening to me all the years I've been broadcasting, you know I've messed up and stumbled countless times. So I'm not, talk, taking, I'm not taking the moral high ground here. I'm taking the ground that woe is me because 
I've been guilty of probably many of the same things, maybe in a different way, but I've been guilty. And if not of those things, of other things. We're all, uh, we're all trying to figure out the Christian life to the best of our ability. But as much as we stumble and fall in so many ways, internally and externally, we can always strive to do our very best to say, hmm, I don't know if that's accurate. Don't know if that's true. Don't know if I'm correctly understanding what they're trying to say. And what I have seen is when pastors talk about music, art, lyrics, they seem to completely lack basic working knowledge in how to interpret art, lyrics, music. And which is, I can understand, that's not your area of, of training. I understand it's not your area of expertise. But then just be very careful how you proceed and go, hey, I don't really know how to interpret lyrics. I mean, look, I've watched it happen a million times. How many times do you see the Republican Party or some politician playing Bruce Springsteen, Born in the USA, like it's a patriotic song? Have you ever listened to the lyrics? Married couples playing Every Breath You Take by the Police as if it's a love song. That's about a that's a song about possession and like a stalker. That's, that song should requires a restraining order. I could go on and on and on and on and on. So many times people just lack the ability to listen and actually interpret what's being said. Now we would want our words interpreted correctly. We want our, our ourselves to be accurately represented. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe I'm so sensitive to this subject because I know that between my failure to always communicate clearly and stumbling over my words and my own sin and my own failure and my own mistakes, I, I just ask that people would do their very best to, to try to actually represent me in a fair way. I want to be fairly represented. Treat others as we want to be treated. I think it's kind of a basic concepts. So there you have it. I settle listening to other people accuse Taylor of things. We listen to Taylor Swift explain it herself. No, I know I'm going to get, how dare you believe that lying woman? How in it, they're, they're, Because they know the truth. But then that goes to, well, people, I don't know. There's, I think, some scripture about judging. I don't know. I mean, who knows? I don't know anything about the Bible anymore sometimes. But there you have it. I wanted to get that done and be done with that today. So if, if I stand, sit in front of this microphone again later, we can be done with snakes we can be done with, con you know, I am going to have to post this in the uh, Sermons 2.0 app challenge series. I am because it's kind of like a follow up. So if I put it in a different series, yeah, that would be disjointed. All right. Sorry. Just thinking out loud. So um, there you have it. I'm sorry. I stumbled over Travis Kelsey. Uh, I've, I've stumbled over, I don't know. I stumbled over 15 things. I think for a minute, I couldn't even remember Taylor Swift's name. I apologize. Just, I'm just so frustrated. I, I, this is not what this was supposed to be about. This wasn't supposed to be this. It's supposed to be a sermon challenge. We're supposed to be talking about, ooh, they said this about this scripture. And let, it was supposed to be something different. So, but at the same time, I'm grateful that this random challenge has led me this direction. I just don't know why it's leading me to messages like this. I don't know why. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping if I can speak correctly that tomorrow will be something different. But whatever I get is what I'm going to get, and I'm going to try to make the most out of it. Hopefully we can learn some lessons because I know I need to be more careful. I'm assuming you need to be more careful. We've all made mistakes where we probably bore false witness, gossiped, slandered, 
let's just be careful and let's put away lying, speak the truth, let no corrupt communication, and let's not bear false witness. Those are some good New New Year's resolutions. All right. Thank you for listening. You can email me, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Everyone have a wonderful day until we have another broadcast. I don't know when, but whenever. To, until then, God bless. And hey, hopefully your random sermon choice today was better than mine. God bless. <laughs>